With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, friends. Welcome to Renewing Your Mind here on The Daily Renegade. I'm Pastor Mike. Thank you for joining me here today. What are your plans for the coming year? Have you thought about that? Have you taken the time recently to do a spiritual evaluation of your life? Where are you at today compared to six months ago, a year ago, two years ago? And ask yourself this question. Are you making progress in your discipleship? Are you becoming more like Jesus? Because you see, that's the Father's desire for all of us we be conformed into the image of Christ. And that's a that's a uh, issue of sanctification. That's uh, an issue of obedience, of being conformed, of submitting ourselves to that process. Now, some of you, no doubt, that have joined me today, you're going to say, well, Pastor Mike, I'm kind of stuck in neutral. Some might even say, Pastor Mike, I'm I'm lagging behind a little bit. I I'm not where I want to be. Regardless of where you're at in your faith journey, being a disciple or a follower of the Lord Jesus, I want to call your attention to something that's very important. So if you have your Bibles there, turn with me to Matthew chapter 12. We're going to go back and look at uh, chapter 10 for context, but uh, grab your Bible, Matthew chapter 12. The ministry of Jesus at this point is flourishing. It's, it's brand new to the scene, but it's flourishing nonetheless. Jesus is uh, in the process of calling his disciples and then training them, pouring into them for the ministry. And so you have your Bibles there. We'll be in chapter 12 in just a moment. But I want you to turn back and look at chapter 10 quickly. Chapter 10. People by the hundreds and even the thousands are being healed and delivered from demons. So beginning at Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus summoned the 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, and Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, and James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out after instructing them, do not go in the way of the Gentiles and do not enter any city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and notice the job description that he gives the disciples. And by extension, friends, that's our job description. He says in verse 8, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. Have you ever considered what Jesus was talking about there? Freely you receive, freely give. Well, certainly it's, it's words of eternal life. But in this context, I think it's the gifts of the Spirit. Freely, the power of sin in your life has been broken. Freely give that to other people. Lead them in that same process of breaking sin in their own lives. And part of the way to do that or, or helping those doors become open is that you're going to come alongside of them and heal them, cleanse them, deliver them from demons, even raising the dead. Now that is a powerful, powerful testimony to the Spirit of God working and moving in his people. And what happened as a result of that is that the religious leaders were in an uproar. They couldn't have this new rabbi on the scene creating a, a mess for them. It was a challenge to their own power and authority. They just couldn't have that. So they began to look for any and every reason they could possibly use to disrupt and discredit Jesus. So they saw their opportunity, and you can read through chapters 10 and 11. Christ continues to minister. He's very public about it. Get to chapter 12, and if you'll notice the first eight verses of, of chapter 12, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they use this uh, infraction of their tradition related to the Sabbath. So Jesus and the disciples are going to the grain fields, and they partake. And, of course, the Pharisees were there to witness that, and they challenge Christ, and he has to set them straight. Now, you would think that they would learn their lesson, but they didn't. So from there, Jesus goes into their synagogue. And I'm, I'm of the opinion that it was the same Pharisees who happened to be following him around or seeing he and his disciples in the field. The same Pharisees are now in the synagogue. And if you study this, this situation, especially in Mark, Gospel of Mark. This is the situation where Jesus heals the man with the withered hand. And if you study this situation, it becomes clear that this man with the withered hand was a tool that was used unashamedly by the religious leaders and who was put up front to be sure that Jesus would see him. And again, they were trying to trip Jesus up, have something to discredit about and they they had a very good reason to believe that Jesus would heal this man even though it was on the Sabbath and of course he did and then notice because of that in chapter 12 verse 14 
Pharisees went out and conspired against him as to how they might destroy him. So that action had been set in motion now. That would follow Christ, this, this desire of the religious leaders to destroy him through the rest of his public ministry. Now that brings us then to our focus passage today and what I wanted to point out to you. And that begins in verse 27 in Matthew 12, verse 22. And this is what it reads. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to Jesus and healed him so that the mute man spoke and saw. All the crowds were amazed and were saying, this man cannot be the son of David, can he? Of course, calling him the Messiah. Could this be the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, this man casts out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. So they accused Jesus of healing because he had the authority to do so by the devil. That's what they're saying. Trying everything and and, and so they have been reduced to this final accusation that they thought would, would gain traction with the people. But notice what Jesus says in response. Knowing the thoughts, Jesus said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? If I, by Beelzebul, cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, he's saying, think of the other possibility. If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his property unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? So what does all of this mean? Well, it means simply this. Jesus acknowledges that Satan has a dominion, domain, a kingdom. Now granted, it's a kingdom that remains under the authority of the Father and it can do no more than the Father permits, it is a kingdom nonetheless. Jesus recognized that. And he threw this question back at the religious leaders. The kingdom stands against itself. It'll fall. And then he moves very, very smoothly right into to what I consider to be the heart of the issue. And that's verse 29. In verse 29, he equates the devil with the strong man. And he equates the devil's house and his property. His house is his kingdom, his domain, his dominion over the earth. His property is the souls of men. The lost souls of men were in bondage to sin. Christ came to set the captives free, right? Fulfillment of Isaiah 61. Luke chapter 4 talks about that. So the property is the lost souls of men. And Jesus says, 
How can anyone carry off property, devil's property? How are you going to set people free? Lead them out of sin, unless you first bind the strong man. Now that has a lot of different applications, but one that I want to, to point out is that there are strongholds and bondages in people's lives that if they're not addressed, if they're not identified by name and rebuked and bound and cast out, then that person is blind, mute, deaf, and cannot The strong man must be dealt with in a good many instances. And you'll know when you're up against that place. You'll know when there's a strong man in operation in someone's life. Now, praise God, if you encounter someone, and by sharing the gospel, those who trust in Christ, who receive Christ, who believe in Jesus for everlasting life, have it. Praise God. And that connects with those that you're talking to. But sometimes, friends, sometimes you're going to have to identify, bind, and cast out the strong man. Now, this brings me back to my, to my point earlier. I want to know what it is that you're doing this year. What are you doing this year to rescue the perishing? Do you understand? that the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ have the power and the authority. What did it say in Matthew 10, 8? To heal the sick and cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead and cast out demons. Do we believe that? Do we truly believe that? Because if we do, we should be putting that into action. My year, what I'm looking forward to this year, is an outpouring of the power of God under the lives of his disciples who understand the days in which we live and what needs to be done. There is no political solution to what is going on in America today if God is not in it. You see, God is primarily interested in the souls of men, in delivering those captured, part of the domain of darkness, he wants his disciples to bind the strong man and plunder his house. That's what I want to do this year. I want to plunder the strong man's house. Every opportunity I get, I don't care where I'm at. I want the opportunity to bind those, those ugly, wicked, evil, demonic powers and influences, oppressive or in some instances, possessing. How about you? Let's pray for that, shall we? Let's pray that God would have such an outpouring upon his people today that we'll create a ruckus. We'll create a ruckus for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the calling upon our lives to be disciples. Thank you, Father, for all that you have given us. We have, we know, the scripture promises us Tell us in your word that we have the power and the authority in the name of Jesus to cast out demons, to heal the sick, 
to raise the dead. So, Father, help us to walk in those promises. And, Father, you know that as we pray for this, we won't have to look for ministry because you're going to bring it to us. So help us to be ready, Lord. Help us to get equipped. If, if there is something lacking in us, needs to be brought up to speed. Lord, please do that in our lives. Place people in our lives to give us a, a full perspective of the times in which we live. Thank you for those brothers and sisters that you've gifted in areas that we're not gifted in. But together, we function as the body. Thank you for that, Lord. Bless Josh, Christina, their family, the other contributors here to the Daily Renegade platform. May it flourish this year, Lord. We love you, Father. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining me today here for Renewing Your Mind on the Daily Renegade. I hope that uh, you'll find a good ecclesia to fellowship with. We need one another, friends. When we're out there, sometimes it just got away. See you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.